With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi, good morning everyone. Happy Friday to you. It is Friday the 1st of September 2023 in anticipation of a very, very big weekend. Daniel Pettigrew back with you for the final time this week. Broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. one 1170 our open line number as always. You can text 0457 736 736 and that's all before Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy for listeners through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney and for listeners in Queensland after 6 AM, it will be Pat and Heels. A lot to get through. We'll take a look back at the game last night in just a second, which has kept the minor premiership Hopes for the Penrith Panthers alive. We'll talk about that. Charlie Goodsir will join me in the studio in about 15 or so minutes to preview the rest of the final regular round of the NRL season. John Gallo joined me in about half an hour to preview a big weekend of the EPL as well. Plus, we'll keep you up to date on all the other sport going around and plenty of news floating around rugby league as well. We'll try and fit it all in the next hour, but most importantly, and as always, want to hear from you. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or 0457 the Hot Topic, thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Yes, except nothing less than Australia's best and install a Rheem, Australia's favourite hot water. Let's start at last night, the final Thursday night footy for the year. The Storm, 32 over the Broncos, 22. If you missed any of it, this is how it played out right here on SEN. That was Remus Smith. He'll play the ball back on the last. Out of acting half. Flegler! Flegler with a try. And he's over. Captaining the club for the first time this year. And it's Thomas Flegler who scores the opening try. Bananas in the air. Jensen to Sailor. Floating pass. Straight under the chest of Pereira. His first touch of the football. Returning to the NRL. He scores in the corner. Brisbane 10, lead Melbourne nil with a kick to come. Three out from the line. Can they cross the line here? Melbourne, opportunity for them. Nicarima grubbering, chases on. Ball in the goal area. Anderson gets there first. And the Melbourne Storm hits straight back. Grant Anderson scores the try. And it's Brisbane 12, Melbourne 4. But it was the kick from Jaden Nicarima. Last tackle, 30 out. Quick play the ball. Moses there. Matt oh. Intercept. Intercept. Anderson's away. The chase is on. Here comes Sailor. He's not going to get there. Anderson will go and score his second try. The intercept, if he hadn't taken it, Jordan Pereira's in for Brisbane. Lux of fortune. A game of inches, Scott. 12-8 with a kick to come. Oh, the offload as well. And here's Farlonga into space. Pappenhausen leaking. Oh. He doesn't look for him. He does now. Pappenhausen around Corey Oates. He looks for support. Now the Gidley flick to Farlongo, oh. who scores in the corner. What about that for your first touch in the NRL? And there's a try for Melbourne that puts them in front. 
Sua Fire Longo, welcome to the top grade. Madden with a kick on the last, and Balongo leaping, can't oh. get there. Taken out of the air, scooped up by Sailor, scooped up on the half volley by Pereira, who scores the try for Brisbane. What a start for the Broncos for the second half, and Tristan Sailor, the man involved, he outleaps Sua Fire Longo to score, or get the ball, and then pass to Pereira, who had plenty of work to do. The half volley, 16-14 with a kick to come. So Tarek Sims goes back on for Melbourne. Wishart with a dummy. Accelerating support. Pappenhausen. There's the try. Tyron Wishart out of acting half. They fell asleep, the Brisbane Broncos. And who was there to make the most of it but Ryan Pappenhausen? Tyron Wishart set the try up. Pappenhausen scores it. And in a moment, we're going to be level. Wishart, long ball to Pappenhausen. Now here's quick hands for the corner. They go, cover defence is there. Try, did a double movement or did his body take Remus Smith in? That's a try. Flegler didn't like it. He landed short of the line and almost crawled into the in-goal area. I don't think there was anyone on him. And the referee points to the spot. I think all the Broncos Fresh back from the sin bin, Remus Smith scores. 24-22 24-22 with a kick to come. Yeah. Out of acting half guard, gives it a wish out. Nicarima across field. Now links with Far Longo, throws the oh. dummy and gets a double on debut that may seal the game for the Melbourne Storm. The acceleration from Sua Far Longo and Melbourne now lead by eight. Can you believe it? Penne takes it forward on the last tackle and Ricky's trying to steal the ball one-on-one. The siren will sound in the background and there it is. It's all over. And Melbourne has stunned Brisbane and this extraordinary record that the Melbourne Storm have over the Brisbane Broncos continues. You might say they were second string sides, but it was first class action here tonight at Suncorp Stadium. Full time Melbourne 32 defeated Brisbane 22. What a terrific game of football. And Melbourne Storm's record continues over the Brisbane Broncos, 32 points to 22. If you were there last night, happy to hear from you. If you're watching it last night, what did you think? Volongo, what a debut. Uh, Ryan Pappenhausen, solid at fullback before moving into the harms uh, in the later stages of the game. I suppose it does beg the question now. Uh, we know, obviously, Nick Meany has been fullback for the Storm for a long time now. Ryan Pappenhausen back, came off the bench last week, played uh, in the starting lineup last night. Who is the Melbourne fullback heading into the final series? Does he go back to Nick Meany and play Pappenhausen as a utility off the bench? Very good utility to have. Or does he get a start at fullback? 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. Um, uh, the Melbourne Storm winning streak now to 14 uh, over the Brisbane Broncos. And again, they could meet, depending what happens in the games coming up across the course of the weekend and some results, they could meet next week again. Uh, so disappointing, although we know there are a lot of players rested. Uh, Kevin Walters uh, said or admitted that he was stewing uh, on the defeat as victory would have clinched the club's first minor premiership since 2000. He said after the game, it was there for us. The opportunity was there for us to make that happen, and the effort was great, but just not so smart on a few plays, and we weren't good enough. Uh, after the sin bidding, we just sort of stopped playing through that period, and to Melbourne's credit, they defended really well with 12 men. We didn't really have a bad player out there, just a couple of clutch moments we couldn't get right. Uh, yeah, 
hard to read too much into the game last night. It was entertaining, high scoring, but there are a lot of stars, as we know, over 20 stars missing last night. So not much to read into it, apart from the fact... Uh, apart from potentially uh, the Ryan Pappenhausen question, I'd be interested to get your thoughts on that. Other than that, um, apart from the fact that it does leave the minor premiership race open for um, the Penrith Panthers, who play the North Queensland Cowboys tomorrow afternoon at 5.30pm in what is a must-win game for the Cowboys. Now, if the Panthers, who did name up basically a full-strength squad on Tuesday, and I think people were waiting to see what happened in that game last night... Well, all of a sudden, you think they'd probably play their full-strength squad. You would think. I don't know. Maybe it'd still be tempted to rest a couple of players. But anyway, if Penrith win, they win the minor premiership. If they lose, uh, the Cowboys uh, through to the uh, top eight, more than likely. And it will mean the Broncos win the minor premiership. Your thoughts on all of that? Do you think Penrith now play their full-strength lineup? Many changes tomorrow. Melbourne, what do you do if you're Craig Bellamy? It's a good position to be in. Ryan Pappenhausen played fullback last night for the most part before moving into the halves. Does Ryan Pappenhausen stay at fullback or does Nick Meaney come back to fullback for that game next week? Whoever it may be that they may be playing in the first week of the finals. Good problem to have. Also, I want to hear what you're most looking forward to across the weekend of sport. There is so much coming up. We know uh, the rugby league and we know what's happening tonight. Um, and the domino effect that could potentially happen tomorrow night into Sunday. Is that what you're most looking forward to? Is there something else on your radar this morning that you want to let uh, everyone uh, listening to the show know? 0457 736 736 or 1300 Um And what are we going to be talking about come Monday morning? When we speak on Monday morning, what is going to be the headline? What's going to be making headlines on Monday morning? There's going to be something. It's going to be something big you feel. What is going to be making a headline come Monday morning? 0457 736 736 or 1300 1170. We'll have a chat with Charlie Goodsir on the other side of the break. Uh, Re the games coming up this weekend, the remaining games. Just a bit of news out of the Roosters that broke last night. You might not have caught up on this. Daniel Tupo suffered an injury at training, so he is out uh, for that game tonight. Uh, Junior Ponga comes into the uh, team for the Roosters. That is another big loss on the back of, of course, Joey Manu being ruled out yesterday as well. So I think pretty even now with Souths missing a couple of their players, uh, the Roosters missing a couple of their players. Who wins tonight and why? You can give that to me as well. And what's the scoreline tonight? Roosters or Souths? Give me the scoreline. Just one other thing as well before a break, and we've been talking about this. Well, I haven't mentioned it really, but it has been talked about this over the past couple of weeks, about the fact that Allianz Stadium and possibly Combank Stadium in the city in Sydney's west might remain empty due to the NRL's final structure. Now, one NRL club CEO said it would seem like madness not using the best stadiums for the biggest games of the year. We know the money that was spent on Allianz Stadium and Combank Stadium. Uh, however... Uh, it looks like there's not going to be any games there. Uh, Cronulla's uh, Pointsbet Stadium, which holds 13,500 fans, if the Sharks get a home final, they will be playing there. Quite possibly, they won't be any games at Allianz. Penrith will get two finals matches. The first at Penrith, their home ground. Uh, the second likely to be a preliminary final at a core stadium should they win week one. Um, it looks like uh, there's probably going to be no games at Allianz. Now... It's an interesting one, uh, and potentially Combank as well. It's an interesting one because, look, Penrith Football Stadium, very good stadium. I think we could probably forgive that. Um, but it is the way that the final structure is laid out. I think it would be 
deeply unfair. And look, there is a chance Cronulla may be facing another Sydney club. If you cast your mind back 12 months, they were up against the Cowboys. It wasn't. It was talked about, but in my mind, wasn't a huge issue. However, you play a Sydney club like potentially a South Sydney or a Roosters next week, and to be only getting a stadium that holds 13,500, I don't know if that's great, but on the flip side of that, they've done it well enough if Cronulla do indeed get to that point to be able to host a home final under the current rules. They've done what they've needed to do, and I think it'd be unfair to take it away from Cronulla by the same token. Is it something the NRL do have to look at? Um moving forward about maybe playing these finals matches like they used to in the big grounds, like the Sydney football, like Arlington Stadium, like Combank Stadium. Do we have to have a structure where week one, maybe from week one, we just go to Arlington Stadium or Combank Stadium if there's any finals in Sydney? Because the way it works at the moment, people are saying, well, yes, if Cronulla hosts an interstate team, it's probably not too bad, but if they're hosting another Sydney team, it's not great. We need to probably have a rule set in stone at the beginning of the season. So do you mind that Allianz and Combank might not get a look in during this year's final series, or do you think they should change the rules? And should we be playing the finals at the big stadiums, not these little stadiums? One three hundred, And should there be a way where we could potentially change it uh, on the run? I think it would be a little unfair, but what do you say? 0457 736 736. Thoughts on the game last night? What does Melbourne do with Ryan Pappenhausen? And what are you most looking forward to in the weekend of sport? And what's the headline going to be come Monday morning? 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. Charlie, good sir. In the studio with me on the other side of this, it's 13 and a half past five. It's coming up to 18 past five. Now on Tradies, the NRL preview. Friday morning, it is Tradies News in a nutshell. Charlie Goodsir in the studio with me. More news around you on Monday morning, but you are here with me. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Uh, very good. Uh, before we get on to the NRL, some, obviously a game done last night, but some really intriguing games coming up this weekend. Some games that are a bit meaningless, very hard to tip. Let's just have a quick look at the NRLW. Of course, round seven of the NRLW gets underway tomorrow morning at five past 11 when the Raiders, who are sitting in fourth, take on Newcastle Knights in second. So big game at GIO Stadium in Canberra. That'll be followed at 12.50 by the Broncos, who are in fifth, up against the Sharks, who are in sixth. So another good game there. Uh, also, 10 past three tomorrow afternoon. The Cowboys in ninth, up against the Dragons, who are in eighth. So another very closely matched game there. And then on Sunday, 12.03, the Titans in third, take on the Roosters, uh, take on the Tigers, sorry, who are in seventh. And then at 1.50 up in Gosford, the Roosters, who are in first, take on the Eels, who are in 10th. Round 7 of the NRLW, the season flying. Yeah, it's going great. It's glad that the Eels got their first win Mm. against the Cowboys uh, last weekend. So it means that every single team has won at least one game, Mm. which is what you want. You don't don't want teams just beating up on on a weaker team and never wins a game. So, yeah, it's just going great, Guns. My Newcastle Knights are going great. Uh, Roosters, your Roosters Mm. are going great. It said it could set up. A top of the table clash next week, if yes, I'm correct. Yes, next Saturday at one thirty in Newcastle, which well, is interesting because now we're going to get to the NRL in a second. But Newcastle will host a home final, depending what unfolds over the weekend. Newcastle and the Roosters could could meet in the first round of the NRL finals. I wonder if they'd be tempted to play that on a Saturday 
uh, after that, if that's what happens. I, I think they'd be dumb. The LRL would be dumb not to do that. I, I think you'll get a you'll get a full crowd no matter what mm. for the Knights game. Mm. And and the past uh, the two weekends weekends prior, they've had uh, Knights NRLW games mm. in Newcastle sold out to the precursor to the men's mm. game. So mm. I think it's a no brainer. Yeah, we'll have to keep an eye out on that. We'll see what happens here in the NRL. But that's the NRLW uh, this weekend. All right, one game done and dusted last night. So let's get to the other games. Uh, first one is tonight, 6 o'clock. West Tigers are travelling to Brookvale to take on the Manly Seagulls. Uh, Tigers will have won the wooden spoon. Manly, no chance of the top eight. They were pretty good against the Bulldogs last weekend. Daily Cherry Evans. Uh, in the context of things, it doesn't mean a lot, but I think Manly does win. Manly wins, and I think uh, when the Tigers uh, travel over to Brookvale in the team bus, I think uh, Luke Brooks's moving van will be <laughs> right behind him. Uh, Manly in this one. Yeah, I think Manly win as well. I thought the Tigers were okay in the first half against the Roosters last week, but they were pretty poor in the second half. All right, uh, we obviously had a big game last night in terms of the ladder positions. This huge, though. Uh, the Rabbitohs up against the Roosters, a core stadium. Rabbitohs in eighth coming into this round, the Roosters in tenth. We know how much talk there has been about the Rabbitohs for the past 10 days. Uh, they didn't play last weekend. Their uh, performance the week before against the Knights, not so good. The Roosters have won, what, five out of their last six or something along those lines, but haven't beaten a top eight side. So they look good, but they're up against a top eight side for the first time since the Broncos loss uh, about a month or so ago. It is at a core. They're expecting around 40,000 people there tonight. How do you see this one going? Yeah, no Latrell either, which, which is a, a massive out. Mm. Um, I wish this game was at Allianz Stadium. Yes. I, I think it would make more sense. I think this is a case for the NRL to flex up games and, mm-hmm. and just be smart around it because I would love to go and I'd love to take my girlfriend, my mates, the biggest barrier mm. that they all said is that, oh, it's at Homebush. Mm. I, I, I think, I know it's a South home game, but I think for this instance, I think, the Roosters, I think, would be more than happy to have it at Allianz. The South probably wanted it at Allianz. Mm. It just makes more sense. A couple of things on that. I mentioned the other day on the show that they should do what the AFL do. Maybe they can't change the venue. I think maybe they should be able to. But maybe in terms of the last round of the NRL, only release the fixtures two or three weeks beforehand. Like, this is perfect timing anyway, Friday night, 8 p.m., but I think they could be a bit more flexible. And on that point, my partner's going to the game. She's a Roosters fan. Never been to Homebush and is only going because it's such a big game. Um, yeah. And even she says, well, how do we get home? It's very hard to get home from there. Yeah, I think Homebush needs to be reserved for Origins, Grand Finals, mm. maybe Finals as well. Mm. Big games. Mm. This would fall probably fall into that category, but I just think we've got a brand new state-of-the-art stadium that's mm. uh, sitting in the heart of Sydney. Mm. Let's utilise it. Well, and the fact they're going to get 40,000 there, right, that mm. would fit into Allianz Stadium. It would be basically sold out. And the optics exactly. of a packed Allianz Stadium mm. as opposed to a half-full core. And people always go back to the last game of 2013, the last regular season game. This game attracted 59,000 people, but those uh, these two teams at that time were playing for the minor premiership, a bit different to playing for a spot in the finals, even though that's big. I think this is better that they're playing for a final spot Loser is out. The two biggest clubs in the NRL, I think, in terms of supporter bases, history, Mm. the fact they're so iconic as well. Mm. The Roosters have been good Mm. without being great. Correct. Uh, They like they've they weren't that great against the Tigers. Like let's be honest. Uh, And the Tigers are whatever. Uh, Well, we don't have to talk about the Tigers for the next four weeks after after today. Five months. Um, Yeah, (laughs) even better. I I think the Roosters win this one. I just think the Rabbitohs. 
just look completely lost. It it, it would be a miracle with uh, after everything that's happened in the past fortnight, uh, just all the the drama, the internal feuds that have gone on in there. I just think the Roosters have just been happy to put their feet up and just you know mm. go quietly into this game, and I think they'll just be too precise and clinical and just get the job done. It won't be a pretty game. Uh, I'm really hoping for a lot of sin bins. Mm. Hoping for at least one send-off. <laughs> I'm hoping these two teams beat each other up because mm. um, that's what we want to see. We want to see an entertaining game. I think the Bruce will win this one. I'm going to go... 22-16. All right, so a close game. I agree with you. I don't think the Roosters were great last week against the Tigers. They did the job. I actually thought it was probably, honestly, probably the worst they've played over the past few weeks, but they still managed to and win. It was a 32-8 victory. Exactly. So. Sam Walker being back, I think, added something to the attack. Luke Keary, who, who I criticised early, earlier in the year, has been playing well over the past four or five weeks. Question mark on mine for the Roosters is, do they step up against a bigger team? We haven't seen that really at all this year or for the past couple of years. I wouldn't be surprised at all to see South Sydney with all the criticism. Yeah, you wouldn't be surprised no. at all. Yeah. I will tip the Roosters. I think they're coming into this game in better form, but beware of a team that has been criticised for 10 days. Roosters just. So you've gone the Roosters, I've gone the Roosters. We'll come back to that. Uh, Dolphins up against the Warriors, 3 p.m. tomorrow. Dolphins... Uh, they were outclassed by the Cowboys. They did well, probably not to get a bigger scoreline against them. The Warriors, we know they've locked in a home final. They're resting some players as well. Maybe it opens the door for the Dolphins to win their final game of the year, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it does. I think this is a hard game to tip. I just think the system of the Warriors, mm. um, the way Andrew Webster has coached the team, the whole squad, I think will probably be enough to get them a win. It won't be a big win or an amazing win. Mm. I think the Dolphins have just... We've said this for the last maybe month, two months. We've just run out of legs, run out of steam. Mm. Um, solid, solid first campaign in the NRL. Uh, but now the honeymoon period's over. The hard work begins in the off season. Yeah, I'll tip the Warriors, but it wouldn't shock me to see the Dolphins win. Second of the important games uh, on the, in the round is the Panthers in terms of the lower part of the top eight. Is the Panthers and up against the Cowboys. 5.30 tomorrow night. So we're not sure what the Panthers are going to do in terms of resting players or not. The Cowboys, they need to win. Um, and they did enough to beat the Dolphins last weekend. I thought their first 20, 30 minutes was very good. The Panthers, we know they lost to the Eels last weekend. Uh, whether they rest their stars or not, they don't want to be coming into the finals losing two in a row. I don't think that's a be-all and end-all, but it's still not a great form line. No Jerome Luai either way, as we know. And you have to cast your mind back a couple of months back during the origin period when Penrith uh, might have either been resting players or they had players out because it was coming up to a state of origin game, played the Cowboys in Townsville. And the Cowboys got them, but just. So even if they do rest players, it's not an easy victory against the Panthers side where their system is so good. I think the Panthers win either way, but question mark on what lineup they will uh, post tomorrow night. Well, yeah, tomorrow night. Yeah, look, I'm going to get the Cowboys. Um, just because I think the way they played last uh, last week against the Dolphins, yep. the team that looked like they, they knew their season was on the line, mm-hmm. I think they'll come out again this week as well. I think mm-hmm. for the Panthers... I, I think they will probably rest mm. a, a couple of players. Mm. How many is mm. is uh, nothing entirely, but but I think they'll be. I I don't want to accuse any team of not going out there to win because mm. that's absolutely not the case. And the Panthers are a team that always wants to go out to win. Mm. But I don't think they'll have that same level of intensity as they would for the game against Parramatta, for example, yep. or or a finals game. I I think they've locked in a top two spot, mm. minor premiers. Really, 
as a Knights fan, as a fan of any team, I really couldn't give a rat's ass mm. about the minor premiership. It's all about the premiership at the end of the day. Mm. No one remembers who the minor premiers were. Mm. Everyone remembers who won the premiership. So I think that's – they're just looking at the bigger picture. So I think they'll they'll take the out to win, but if they don't win, it's not really the end of the world. Mm. Home final in Penrith. Mm. I really wouldn't want to face them in no. the finals. No, no. Uh- I'll go Penrith. You're going to go to the Cowboys, which makes the last game of the round very interesting. If that is what happens, God, over the God, course I of hope the that weekend. happens. I just, I, I just want everything to align the way that we discuss at length in the SEN offices. Uh, yes, uh, I'm glad you hope that happens. Now, <laughs> uh, we'll get to that game, game in a moment. Dragons and Knights final game on Saturday. Uh, the Dragons, look, they've been okay in recent weeks. Uh, the Knights, uh, we know Caitlin, uh, no, no, Caitlin Ponga. Uh, do they win? No, I'm going to go the Dragons. Mm. And I don't care. We've got a home final. Yep. I'm ecstatic. Just depends, fifth or sixth. Doesn't really matter, really. really you have to win either way. Really win one. Care. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'll go the Knights as well. Um, and, of course, don't forget in that Roosters game, Joey Manu has been ruled out of that game as well, which, of course, makes an impact. Now, Titans up against the Bulldogs, uh, 2 p.m. The Bulldogs have been in a lot of uh, news, lots of news. Uh, over the past 48, 72 hours. Do they hit back against the Gold Coast Titans? No, they don't. Um, I think the uh, 102 points record in a game could be under serious threat. Uh, that was the Knights Raiders in, I think, 06 or, or something like that. But I think that record is under threat. Mm. I think this game will be 80 minutes of no defense, uh, optional tackling, um, 80 minutes till Mad Monday, boys. Make it a good one. All right. And the final game. So if the Roosters, well, regardless, but the, let's say you've got the Roosters winning, you've got the Cowboys winning. It'll come down to this game. The Sharks, relatively safe, up against the Raiders, who would have to win to stay in the top eight. They've been pretty poor. Uh, that, although, to be honest, they, they put up a good effort against the Broncos, although the Broncos were missing a couple of players. Uh, but recent form line for the Raiders, not too good. The Sharks went toe-to-toe with the Knights for the first 40 or so minutes without Nico Hines. They're back at home. Who, who, look, whoever you tip, really, if this is the way it does go, depends who makes the top eight. Who are you leaning towards in this game? Go on the Canberra Raiders. Okay. Yes, go on. So you, do you think the Raiders can upset the Sharks? I can. They've won the last nine in a row. Mm. That, that that goes beyond yeah. a, a team mm. being good or being bad or like that. Mm. They know how to beat the Sharks. The Sharks have been – take away their position on the ladder – They've mm. been pretty disappointed for a team that finished um, second last year. Mm. And I just think the Raiders just, they continue to punch above their weight. I thought they were very unlucky against the Broncos. Mm. Uh, a few odd calls went away. You know, Rick Stewart told the cameraman to back off. Mm. Uh, I just think, uh, you know. Yeah, back off. Yeah, yeah, back off. Back off. That's what yeah. was reported. Mm. He said back off. Mm. I just think it's going to ignite a fire in the belly of the Raiders team who had their colors lowered against the Broncos, against the, the team who, you know, I'm sitting first at the time. Just go on the Raiders. I just really like the Canberra Raiders, and I don't know why. I think the Sharks win. I think back at home, I thought they showed enough last weekend against the Newcastle Knights, but it has a potential upset game, especially if it does come down to that scenario where the Raiders need to win, play for their life. Yeah. Um, so in that scenario, even though the Roosters win in your eyes, they miss the top eight. Yeah. That's disappointing, Charlie. Yeah. That's disappointing. We'll see what happens. It is a really interesting last round. Whatever happens, um, it may not come down to the last game. We'll have to wait and see. But I think most people, neutral fans, we're hoping it does. Yeah, of course. You, you always want the last round, and especially that last game, 
to have some significance on the way the top eight is structured mm. and the finals is structured. And you know what's really scary? This is round 27. I swear it was only two seconds ago we said we're just getting started round one. I was just going to say, yeah, it, it does seem like yesterday that we talked about this marathon that we're about to enter mm. and uh, we're sort of nearing that finish line. We're, we're in the final, final kilometre. Yes, we are, Charlie. We'll speak to you next week. Yes. Charlie, good, sir, with our NRL preview. Any thoughts on that? 0457 736 736 or 1300 Uh We're going to have a chat with John Gallo in just a second about the EPL. He is a Bulldogs fan as well, so we might get his thoughts uh, just quickly before we get to the EPL and what is happening with the Bulldogs. Before that, a few texts. 0457 736 736 or one 300 011170 is the way to get in contact. Now, this is from Jason from Windsor. Good morning to you, uh, Jason. He says, Dan, I've been away all week with work. Hope you've had a good week, Jason. Just wanted to check you're okay. Yes, I'm good. You only spent four spins or so minutes or so previewing the Roosters games. Not the Roosters game. Not the normal five minutes plus, especially on a team who hasn't beaten a top eight team. Uh, Jason, thank you for checking for my on my welfare. I am perfectly fine. Uh, it is a big game tonight, clearly, between the Roosters and South. For both teams, not just the Roosters, also South Sydney. Uh, the Roosters have been in a top eight team, though. They have been in the Warriors twice this year, and I think they're sitting in third. Uh, but thank you for your text, Jason. I know, uh, I think you said you're an Eels fan, and you're a loyal listener to the show. I know we're just having a bit of fun, but it should be a good game. Jason, text back in. Tell me who are the two teams, out of the ten teams that are in the top, in the top eight race, out of seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth, have the Raiders, the Rabbitohs, the Cowboys, and the Roosters, Jason, who makes the top eight? Interested to get your take. And this one from the Big G. Morning, Dan. I believe Ivan plays the side named on Tuesday. Need to see how the Cogger and Cleary combination combine in a game situation. Fingers crossed for another minor premiership. And on the Melbourne Storm, this from the Trotman. He says... Uh, morning, mate. Leave a meaningless fullback and Ryan Pappenhausen on the bench as a utility factor. Uh, I'm looking forward to the Menangle Trots Saturday night with the Eureka running the world's richest harness race. Birds of Tokyo pumping tunes after the last race. Uh, cheers to Tropman. Sounds very good, uh, Tropman. Thank you for that. Keep those texts coming in. Any thoughts on anything really in sport this morning? 0457 736 736. Uh, just on the game tonight as well, and something much more important than the actual game tonight. Uh, you would remember a few weeks ago the sad news about Kyle Turner passing away. The Borough, which is the South's fan group, uh, put out on their social media on Facebook, on Twitter or X, uh, yesterday uh, that they're asking everyone in the stadium to stand and applaud at the 15th minute mark of the game in honour of Kyle Turner. So obviously the rivalry is going to be high tonight between the Rabbitohs and the Roosters and their fans and all of that, but hopefully that can be put to aside just for one minute uh, for something much more important than a game of footy as uh, they South. Senior Rabbitohs pay tribute and the Rugby League World pay tribute to Kyle Turner after his say passing. So if you are out there tonight, whether you're a Rabbitohs or a Roosters fan or a neutral fan in the 15th minute, uh, the Borough uh, saying uh, if everyone can get up and applaud for Kyle Turner, which I think would be a very, very good mark of respect. I'm sure you'll hear more about that if you are at the game tonight. Uh, it is coming up to 22-6. Time to do this. Now on Tradies News, it's time for the latest in football. And the great John Gallo is on the line. Good morning to you, John. Good morning to you, Dan. Uh, happy Friday, end of the week. 
Yes, yes, yes. You're actually going to be making an appearance at the football tonight. So I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to that. The first first rugby league game you've been at since Magic Round, which can I just remind you is now four months ago. It's a long time between drinks, John. Yes, yes. It is a very long time between drinks and uh, finally out of prison to go and see the uh, the game, which which has been really good. Um, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm making progress, Dan. You know, I make progress. I'd be willing to lay bets that your next uh, rugby league game after this may well be uh, next Magic Round. Uh, anyway, uh, let's talk about that another time. I don't blame yeah. you, actually, because uh, before we get to the EPL, just want a quick take on the Bulldogs from your point of view on what's been unfolding there over the past 48, 72 hours. They were the big hope of 2023. And as I said yesterday, John, I think you could forgive them a little bit in terms of the on-field situation because they have had a lot of injuries throughout the year, although their performances over the past two or three weeks. And yes, I realise the season is gone. It hasn't been great. But what's been your take on what's been unfolding over the past few days? Yeah, look, I had a bit of a read-up on this and, and uh, you know, a lot of people were reminding me of it on the beginning of the week. And it's, look, I, I think at the end of the day, the, the latter position speaks everything, doesn't it, really? I mean, we're, we're second last. We've been out of the finals for however many years now. You know, we're getting sick and tired as a Bulldogs team and, and fan group to, to keep watching this team struggling year in and year out. And, you know, all the talk about a long-term plan that Gus keeps, you know, winding around. We had to put up with all of that. And we're all got our fingers and toes crossed that that will eventually happen. Uh, but, you know, in order for that to happen, you need to have the hard work put in. Uh, and, and that needs to happen on the training ground for it to happen on, on match day. So... Look, I think it's it's fair. I think that the Bulldogs have always, you know, the old Bulldogs teams of the past, you know, the real successful teams have always been renowned for training hard and working hard at training, and that's what's made them such a successful team come match day. So I can understand it. You know, the latter position, we're, we're third or second from the bottom, and we've been, you know, that way for the last at least eight, nine, ten years that I can remember. We're struggling at the moment. So to, to get out of that hole that we're in, we need to be working hard at training. So some of these players, I mean, I don't know whether it's a generational thing now, some of these young players coming through, you know, you've got social media, players are quick to know their rights now. The, the RLPA are really vocal now on players' rights, as we've seen with the negotiation with the NRL in recent months gone by. So maybe players feel like they can just take off and, and run to, to their respective lawyers whenever anything goes a little bit awry or when something goes a bit too difficult for them. I just think players, you know, I'm not saying toughen up but it's mm. kind of you know you have to when you're struggling at the bottom of the table you have to expect that the training sessions will be more difficult because in the day our results and our performances have not been good enough on match day so I think it's got to be a reminder that if you're not playing well you have to expect to be training hard to get out of that situation that's the only way that you can get out of it so yeah. unfortunately that's the reality that these players are paid to do this job um, you know, I think they should just put up and, and shut up in a way and, and get on with it. Yeah, we know rugby league never sleeps. And although we're approaching the end of the season, I know we've got the international, a few internationals coming up in October and November, but I think uh, the Bulldogs are going to be one of the big storylines over the summer. All right, let's get on to the EPL. Let's uh, whip through these matches. First one, tomorrow morning at 5am, Luton Town at home against West Ham. Can Luton Town get their first win in the EPL? Well, this West Ham team has been unbelievable, haven't they? They, they you know, shock win last week against Brighton and really informed Brighton team. Uh, they've been brilliant. They're at the top of the table at the moment. West Ham are up there, up there, top second, just under City by two points. They've been unbelievable. Their turnaround the last three games has been phenomenal under David Moyes. 
I think West Ham will win and win comfortably 2 or 3 nil. Poor old Luton Town. Uh, tomorrow night, 9.30pm. This is an interesting one. Sheffield United playing Everton. Ever- well, we know about Sheffield United, but Everton, they've been struggling uh, right throughout the start of this season as well in the very early stages. Can they turn things around against Sheffield United? They're going to have to. They're going to have to find a way to win somehow. Um, you know, even if it means going to visit the priest down the road, they have to go and find some kind of miracle maybe to get them out of the situation that they're in. Both clubs obviously looking for their first win of the season with three losses on the trot. So, you know, you've got a team who's just come up from relegation in, uh, from last season up from the uh, Conference League into, into Premier League football. You need to have uh, this, this kind of result happening and, and a win is going to be so important for Everton to try and galvanise their season again. So, I think from an Evertonian fan, I think Everton will win just 1-0 in a close one. Stack of games, midnight tomorrow night going into Sunday. The first of those, Man City will host Fulham. Well, I mean, Fulham, you know, they pulled out with a, with a shock draw against Arsenal last week. Um, and, and they did a very, very good job of that. Look, I think City have been phenomenal all season long. I expect City to win 2-3-0. Hard task for Nottingham Forest who travel to play Chelsea. Yeah, this is going to be a difficult one for Forrest. They've had two losses and a win this season, whereas finally Chelsea picked up their first win last week. I think they've got a bit of momentum about them, a bit of confidence about them. Chelsea at Stamford Bridge at home. I think you've got to favour Chelsea 2 or 3 nil on this one. The Ange by Scott halted a little bit the other morning in the Carabao Cup, uh, but they returned to the EPL and they have uh, not the hardest task in the world, Tottenham. They will travel to play Burnley. Yeah, struggling Burnley. They've had two losses. On the trot, I think they're lacking a little bit of confidence at the moment. Vincent Company's men probably getting a sad reality check as to what the Premier League can dish up for you and the challenges that that can present for any new team that's come into the uh, into the Premier League. With Tottenham, yeah, I mean, you know, their two wins and a draw have been phenomenal in the Premier League. A lot of pressure, obviously, since they bowed out in the uh, League Cup against Fulham midweek. But I think they'll turn all that criticism into a good performance and a, and a good result at the end of the day. I think they'll win one or two nil against Burnley. Brentford will play Bournemouth. I've got to go with Bradford. I think Bradford's under Thomas Frank, a revitalised team. They've had you know undefeated so far this season as well after three games, two draws and a, and a win. Uh, Bournemouth coming off the back-to-back losses. You've got to back Brentford at home as well. I have to say Bradford. All right, 2.30 a.m. Sunday morning, Brighton up against Newcastle. This should be an interesting one. Yeah, potentially one of the games of the week. Obviously, Arsenal, Man United as well will be up there, but this one is another one to watch out for. Brighton at home. They had a shot loss last week against West Ham, which I just touched on. Newcastle have had really been unlucky against the likes of Man City and Liverpool in the last two weeks. I think they're going to be really motivated to try and get a result in this one. And I think they will uh, away from home against Brighton. I think one or two nil in favour of Newcastle. And the round wraps up with three games on Sunday night and early hours of Monday morning. The first of those 11pm Sunday night, Crystal Palace at home to Wolves. Yeah, look forward to this one. I think Palace with a win this season, loss and a draw. Wolves picking up their first win last week as well against Everton. But they were very, very lucky against Everton. You know, Everton had a lot of chances in that game. I think Wolves defensively a little bit too exposed at the moment. I think Palace with SA up front and the like, I think they'll be too good. I think 1-0 to Palace. Also 11pm on Sunday night, Liverpool at Anfield playing host to Aston Villa. This should be a good one. Yeah, really good side. Villa last week, they put in a great shift, particularly the likes of, of Matty Cash. Um, I think they've been really strong all season a little bit for, for me. Villa have been really, really coming out of the blocks really quickly as they left from last season under Unai Emery. They had the first loss of the season, but since then they've bounced back really well in the last two games. As have Liverpool as well, been on form, undefeated so far. Liverpool have been very impressive with their fight back last weekend against Newcastle United. 
I'm going to have to say Liverpool 1 or 2 nil. I think they've been very, very strong so far this season, Liverpool. And I know the people who schedule the EPL probably aren't listening to this show at the moment, but I'm getting a little annoyed with them, and you will be able to hear this on SEN, but I'm getting a little bit annoyed with them uh, scheduling the games of the round at 1.30am on Monday morning Australian time. Arsenal taking on Manchester United. Very difficult to get up and watch at 1.30 in the morning, isn't it, here in Australia? Uh, but anyway, that's the way it works. And this is a game to get up for, I have to say, Arsenal and Man United. Arsenal undefeated, two wins in a draw last week. Bit of a come down for Arsenal, that draw. They probably were expected to win that game last weekend against Fulham, uh, whereas United got finally the result they were expecting last weekend with a win. Um, but haven't been that impressive the last three games, United. Been a little bit subpar performances. Um, I'm expecting it's going to be a tough one. I'm expecting Arsenal to respond just. I think at home will be a big favour for Arsenal, so I expect Arsenal to walk out with three points. All right, you are tipping Arsenal there. All right, good stuff, John. Uh, now, what's your plans in 30 seconds? Any plans for the weekend? Well, we're going to catch up. I'm going to go to the great South and Roosters game tonight mm. and put my NFL equipment on for that game because obviously anything can happen in the crowd and on the field, and that's going to be absolutely fantastic. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and then uh, from there on in, as the weekend goes from good to great to then pretty bad after that, it's going to be quite a quiet Saturday or Sunday after that, mate. So. Not too much planned. Oh, for Father's Day this Sunday, I'm having uh, oh, yeah. Dad come up to, to Newcastle. Ah, very so nice. he'll, he'll, he'll see the great parts of, uh, of Newcastle. So, so yeah, that's what's going to happen. So, it's really dreadful uh, happening. So what you're saying is the highlight's yeah. probably going to be in the next 24 hours, basically, is what you're saying. Pretty much. Yep. Yeah, okay. Pretty much. Good. Uh, thank you, John. Uh, we will speak to you on Monday morning, wrap up the weekend of EPL. We might even get a weekend review of your personal life as well. Thank you. Have a uh, good day. I'll see Brilliant. you later on. We'll chat on Monday. See you later on, mate. Talk to you soon. John Gallo talking all things uh, football. Yes, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there on Sunday. We'll finish the show with your text in a second. It is ten and a half to six. Now, uh, six to six. Don't forget Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American footy's biggest game worth over $70,000. Just shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12, and you're in with a chance. T's and C's apply. Some text to wrap things up for the show uh, for today and also for the week. Jason's been back in touch. He says, I love the show, Dad. Thank you. And with that, I will say the Roosters and the Raiders make the eight. Roosters beat Souths. Raiders lose uh, to the Sharks, but still make it. Happy Friday, Dan. Thanks, Jason. It's happy Friday to you, Jason. Have a good weekend. Uh, Razor says, shouldn't you warn Broncos supporters beforehand uh, to grab the tissues because you're about to hear the 14th consecutive loss to the Storm? Yes, I probably should have done. And they could, depending on what happens this weekend, play each other again next week in the first week of the finals. The Big G says, morning. Headline for Monday, minor panthership. Very good, Big G. And this one from Kieran in Penrith. He says, Monday head headline, I can see clearly Penrith with an eye on a third straight premiership after winning the minor premiership. That from Kieran at Penrith. We'll see what happens tomorrow night. We'll see what happens tonight as well in the game between the Roosters and the Rabbitohs. And then the domino effect from that tomorrow with the Cowboys and the Sharks, uh, Cowboys and the Panthers, and then the Sharks and the Raiders on Sunday. Thank you for your company this week. Patton Hills coming up for breakfast for listeners in Queensland, in Sydney, through SEN 1170 AM in, uh, in Sydney. It will be Fossey and Brady. Have a great weekend. I'll see you Monday morning from 5 AM.